a good time. Like it has all it has a lot of people I really like. I like Kevin Alejandro. I like I was really happy when I saw Tom Welling in the, th- the third season because I didn't know what he did after Smallville. Child, I was really, really surprised. And I'm like, good for you, Tom. You still getting like, a check. Say I was like, good for you. Get that check. <laughs> everyone this is alex and this is em welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is a podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll be discussing what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and a bit of rewriting where necessary today we're discussing the first half of fox and netflix's hit fantasy comedy drama lucifer based on the hit DC Comics character Lucifer Morningstar, abandons hell for the City of Angels and becomes a successful nightclub owner in L.A. During his tenure on Earth, Lucifer becomes a civilian consultant to the LAPD, helping to solve crimes. The Lord of Hell is a universally reviled character, so what did we think of this charismatic, sensitive portrayal of Lucifer? Stay tuned. everyone, here are some critical details about Lucifer. Lucifer is classified as an occult detective fiction, urban fantasy, police procedural, and a comedy drama. Excuse me. <laughs> Lucifer was developed by Tom Capinos, and it's based on the characters from the Sandman comics, uh, imprint of DC Comics, written by Neil Gaiman, Sam Keith, and Mike Dingenberg. Uh, Lucifer was released from January 21st, 2016 through September 10th, 2021. It just recently ended. The first three seasons aired on the Fox Network and the last three seasons ended uh, aired on Netflix for a total of six seasons and 93 episodes. Lucifer stars Tom Ellis as Lucifer Morningstar, our protagonist, the Lord of Hell, and owner of Lux Nightclub in Los Angeles. He later becomes a civilian consultant for the Los Angeles Police Department. Lauren German stars as Chloe Decker, a homicide detective for the LAPD, and the only person who seems immune to Lucifer's abilities. Kevin Alejandro as Daniel Espinoza, a.k.a. Dan. He's also a homicide detective for the LAPD and Chloe's ex-husband. D.B. Woodside as uh, Amenadiel. I'm sorry, I never pronounced his brother's name correctly. Amenadiel, Lucifer's oldest sibling. He's trying to get his brother back to hell. Leslie Ann Brandt as Mazikeen a.k.a. Maze. She is Lucifer's former head torturer back in hell. And currently, in season one, a bartender at Lux, as well as his bodyguard. 
in season two, she becomes a bounty hunter. Leslie Ann Brandt also stars in season five, episode four, as Lilith, Maze's mother and Lucifer's ex-lover. Scarlett Estevez stars as Beatrice Espinosa, a.k.a. Trixie. She is Chloe and Dan's daughter and later a friend of Lucifer and Maze. Rachel Harris as Dr. Linda Martin, Lucifer's psychotherapist, and in season four, the mother of his nephew. Kevin Rankin as Malcolm Graham, a deceased homicide detective with the LAPD who is brought back to life by Eminendiel to kill Lucifer. Amy Garcia as Ella Lopez in seasons two through six. She's a forensic scientist for the LAPD. Trisha Helfer as goddess, a.k.a. mom. She is the goddess of all creation, God's exiled wife, and the mother of Lucifer and MNDL. Her soul is currently residing on Earth in the body of a murdered lawyer named Charlotte Richards. Tom Welling stars as Marcus Pierce, a.k.a. Kane, in season three. He is a police uh, lieutenant who oversees Chloe, Dan, and Ella, and is later revealed to be Adam and Eve's firstborn, the world's first murderer, Kane. Inbar Lavi as Eve in seasons four through six, the world's first human, the world's first human woman, excuse me, Kane's mother, Lucifer's former lover. And last but not least, Brianna Hildebrand as Rory in season six, an angel seeking revenge on Lucifer. Now, I will say, before we even get to the show, there are some theological flubs in the show. Theologists and religious studies majors know that uh, Eve is not the first human woman. Lilith is. And after she's exiled... God creates a second woman, this time not from dirt, like Adam, to be his equal, but specifically from Adam's rib to become his new wife. And that's the story of Lilith and Eve. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, Lilith kind of like pieces. She's like, yeah, um, this has been fine and everything, but I think I'm finished. (laughs) Right, because Adam had control issues and my good sis didn't have to live like that. She was like, I don't have to do any of this. And God was like, I mean, that's true. You don't. So you can go. Yeah, you like, can go. And But this is where we start. In this retelling, Eve has the title of the first woman. And the Eve that's portrayed in this series is very interesting. We'll talk about that later. But let's get into season one. It's 13 episodes. Very tentative on Fox's behalf. I guess they really didn't know how people were going to take to the show. I believe, uh, other than Lucifer, American Gods is the only other Neil Gaiman um, uh, series that became a television adaptation. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, obviously he has a thing. He's really into theology. He's really into mythology and folklore. And this is something where he excels. The writing in the comics is quite good. So let's get into the show. Lucifer is bored being the ruler of hell. He's kind of over it. He doesn't want to do this anymore. So what better place to go than the city of angels? Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess if you want to, like, cause, like, more chaos. Although that's not necessarily his, his, his beat. It isn't. He's just, he's really just trying to live, like, a life of of fun and revelry and hedonism without all of the 
expectations and responsibilities that come with being ruler of hell. And of course, uh, Maze comes with him because she's his right-hand woman. And they do it up in style and get this really great nightclub in L.A. called Lux. Now, if anyone is unsure why this is so clearly not L.A., it's because the first two seasons weren't filmed in L.A. They were filmed in Vancouver. Shout out to Vancouver. (laughs) Because when I saw that skyline and I saw that backdrop and like... I'm telling you, shows filmed in Canada have big Canadian energy. We can always tell. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, They eventually got their stuff together for seasons three and beyond. But those first two seasons were definitely being filmed in Vancouver. And we meet uh, some of our major players. um, Lucifer, his friend Delilah, Maze, and Detective Chloe Decker in that that pilot episode um lucifer basically helps chloe solve a murder by getting the murder to admit it like to straight up confess um he has a lot of uh very strong powers he is an angel after all even if he's a fallen one and uh chloe's the only person who seems to not be swayed by them which makes her very interesting to him yeah, she's like our our little, you know, our magical white woman chosen yeah. one, our chosen one figure. Exactly. And he's like, is this my kryptonite? This is weird. <laughs> so I don't even think that he was actually trying to become a civilian consultant so much as trying to be around her and figure her out. I agree with that. Like, he's really trying to figure out what it is about this woman that makes her special because clearly she is. Like, his powers don't not work on people. So he goes along being this uh, civilian consultant. um, And the the devil being uh, a sleuth, a detective, a crime solver is would be comical in any other sense but they actually managed to make it work here yeah i think that's a yeah so the show is like your standard police procedural um at least like the cases of the week like in 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 most in pretty much every sense like the cases of the week are sort of what propels this the story um in the show and like you said, which is goofy as shit. The fact that, like, the idea that, like, Lucifer is out here giving a shit about solving murders or whatever. But the show does do, like, a good job of, like, in tone-wise of, like, sort of nailing that tone and understanding, like, how to, like, balance that. And it's also good at creating... um, whatever these, like, you know, the series the series uh, storylines of for Lucifer and everything that's going there, it does a good job of making those sort of outside this, like, uh, this, like, crime-solving thing, It so that, like, it feels, like, fine. Because ultimately, I mean, I would say, at least for this, for these first three seasons, like the the extenuating stuff with Lucifer, it's like more like family drama y. 
Right, right, right. You know, there's the stuff with his brother, the stuff with his mother. Obviously, he's got some issues with God. <laughs> Big daddy issues, obviously. Big daddy issues. And he's like, you know what? I feel like I've been grounded long enough. I'm really not trying to stay in hell anymore. Um, and it's very reminiscent of Greek mythology when, like, you know, uh, Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon split up their regions right and zeus took the sky and poseidon took the sea and then hades was left with hell and he's kind of like i'm really kind of tired of being in the underworld and they're like too bad no take backs <laughs> right everyone's trying to get him to go back to hell and he's like okay but i've been there for a really long time can't somebody else do this like why does hell even need to exist um it's it's very important to note that like the devil did not invent hell God invented hell as a place to put him in, which I feel is kind of like deeply spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to forgiveness? <laughs> no. <laughs> the the Donald Rumsfelds of the world need somewhere to reside. Okay. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, and the Kyle Rittenhouse is too. <clears throat> anyway, you can edit that. You can edit that last part. <laughs> because I don't want I don't want the 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 gun nuts coming for me. Um, but yeah, he goes through all of this, but of course being Lucifer, he cannot help but create trouble. Um, it's sort of in his nature now and it's been what's expected of him. And in a way, what how he's been rewarded all of these years. So like by episode three, he goes to a party where there's this football player who's a virgin. And of course, Lucifer's in his ear telling him, oh, this girl wants to sleep with you. You should go sleep with her. Um, listen, you don't get to be a virgin by that age um, by accident, especially if you're an athlete. But of course, Lucifer is whispering um, uh, moral, uh, immoralness, immorality into his ear, and he does, and someone ends up dead. Tisk tisk tisk. It's it's really bad. Uh, the girl ends up dead. Uh, Lucifer's trying to figure out who did it because he knows that this dude who wasn't even trying to sleep with her in the first place definitely didn't do it. Um, but he finds out who did it. And that's how a lot of season one goes, is you have these one-offs where uh, Lucifer's trying to help Chloe. Sometimes he's indirectly responsible for the situations in the first place. Right. Because his very presence oftentimes brings out the worst in people. It brings out a side of them that is more debauched, more reckless, uh, more promiscuous, more more dangerous, um, and in some cases more homicidal. It's not a good place to be in. So right. uh, he starts seeing a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> He starts seeing a therapist, uh, Dr. Linda Martin, and uh, and Dr. Linda Martin also sees his brother, which is interesting. They're not in family therapy. They're just both individual patients. Um, the devil trying to get a grasp on his issues and his daddy wounds and his childhood trauma means that there's no excuse for the rest of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, I thought this take was really 
uh, very, very cute. If we're going to try to give me a sensitive portrayal of the devil, I want to see some accountability. Um, this is what needed to happen with the Damon and Stefan and Klaus and Elijah's of the TVD universe. Mm. Um, this, you know, we should probably go to therapy because we're really messed up people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this season I thought was really kind of cute uh, the tension the chemistry I thought between Chloe and Lucifer was also good it's very clear early on that Chloe is being set up as a love interest yeah um, it was nice to see Lauren German because I'd only ever seen her in one thing ever before the movie Spin which I thought was super fun um, but then I remember that she's Canadian and unless your name is Tim Rosin you're probably not getting a lot of work <laughs> um, and seeing her in this show was actually uh, a breath of fresh air because I really got to see uh, more of her range uh, the season one ends with God restoring uh lucifer's powers which had been temporary temporarily stripped god asked him to hunt down a soul which escaped from hell and that soul happens to be their mother so he only gives his son these powers back to hunt down the goddess and that's the cliffhanger that we're on um i thought it was a great cliffhanger because most people even people of religious backgrounds never stop to think that god has a partner <laughs> biblical works and religious texts definitely give god single parent vibes right i mean i mean yeah like that that is the thing it's like it's because like once you introduce a, a god a goddess that's polytheism and like hebrew and christianity are monotheistic religions yeah yeah same with islam like when you're when you're in those abrahamic religions uh polytheism is a no-go right um so introducing this opens up i think the the scope of the show in a really interesting way same uh, i actually really liked that choice that was interesting uh i mean because like it is you know they are sort of playing with these characters and these ideas not necessarily in a like i think in the sense of like you know they would play with um like the greek gods it's definitely i don't think there's no like sort of mm -hmm. real mm -hmm. canon here like they're just sort of they're it's just play and it's not like the leftovers which i think the leftovers is a meditation of um like god and man and like what it means like in a more i think a contemplative sense this is just you know fun where they're having fun right i really like it oh and before the mormons come for me i understand that in mormonism god does have a wife i know yeah it's just not canon for christianity on the whole yeah for <laughs> I <understand> that too. <laughs> do you have any standout episodes from season one yeah season one season one obviously i think the pilot is like pretty good uh, episode six, favorite son, is really fun to me. I like either episode nine or episode eight, where we're introduced to uh, Lucifer's big brother, Amandiel, uh, like who's which is played DB Woodside. It's really fun to me, like particularly when Amandiel comes in, he's like 
it's really fun because it's really fun to like watch. I guess just like the common sort of pettiness between these like two huge like figures because like Amandiel is not he's like an archangel, right? He's you know. Mm-hmm daddy's favorite and it's it's fun to watch like those dynamics play out and between such like you know powerful uh characters yeah i mean i guess you're never too powerful to um to play favorites and to have a golden child (laughs) and to have a sibling that feels ignored um but yeah i thought season one of lucifer was quite good um it wasn't too heavy I think the show wouldn't have done well being too heavy. Uh, I think when you have theology or mythology-based work, you have to walk a really fine line of not making it feel too academic. Yeah. Yeah. I think... um, I think, like, the fun of, like, playing with these mythological characters is always, you know, putting extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances Mm. um, and watching that play out. Like, always. I think that's always the fun of it. Right. So, season two of Lucifer was 18 episodes long. I guess the network saw what they wanted to see with season one, and they gave them five extra episodes for this run. And season one opens up with another murder case. And um, it's like the the understudy or the stand-in for a teen actress. And by the end of the episode, Lucifer's mother shows up at his house asking for his help. So um, more on the exile. Lucifer was exiled to hell, meaning that he couldn't leave hell. But he wasn't the typical prisoner of hell. It's more like God sent him to be the warden of hell and he couldn't quit the job. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but his mother was an actual prisoner there, just like all the other souls. And her escape is really throwing God in the tizzy. So she comes to her son because, you know, that's her son and he's hoping that she'll understand. And she wakes up in this body of this Charlotte Richards, who's just been killed. And um, uh, at first, Lucifer is sure that his mother did this, right? Uh, that she's responsible for these murders. Um, but as as it goes on, we realize that when she left the plane of hell and she came into this body, it was literally right as this woman was being murdered. And then we get to the root of his mommy issues where he basically is mad at his mom for abandoning him when he was uh, banished to hell. And she's like, okay, but I, w- I'm, I actually helped you out because your dad wanted to kill you. I'm the one who told him to send you to hell instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's... It's really, really weird because we learn early on that she's not to be trusted. Like, she's fiendish. Uh, she's a, she's very, very manipulative. And we, we can't ever truly believe anything that she says without confirmation. Right. Because we come, like, it comes to light that, like, eventually through the second season, it comes to light that, like, the mom is, like, banana nuts crazy. She's out here killing people. She's out here just, like, causing lots of chaos she's 
she's just here uh, for like a good ride for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot at play here, right? Like, who decided that God gets to play judge, jury, and executioner is a question. Um, was she crazy when she was sent to hell, or did she become crazy from all the time that she spent in hell? That's another question, right? Uh, solitary confinement isn't good for people. <laughs> There's so much at play here. Like, we'll never really know if this is just her actual personality or if it's a byproduct of trauma and incarceration. But we know that we can't trust her and we know that Lucifer shouldn't trust her. But he wants so badly to have a good relationship with one of his parents that um, he's taken in by this. And, like, listen, I will I'll admit that, like, I think the introducing this idea of the mom figure and then immediately making the mom figure, I think not immediately, but like making the mom figure legitimately quote unquote crazy or evil without, um, the, the requisite like information that M sort of just like pointed to of like, we never see like what her backstory was or like what really drove her to this. If anything did, that is like sexist writing. That's like, and I guess that's part of like, um, as much as this show is like having, I guess, fun, there is a lot of this show to me that's like boring in that like typical network way of like, there's nothing like it kind of falls into old tropes and patterns that you know aren't to me are not exciting anymore. Yeah, I agree. The the that writing is sexist. Um especially when you look back at the catalog of shows that we've reviewed where even the worst type of man is able to be redeemed or they'll try to like um retroactively uh alter their character by giving you a tragic backstory. Right. Uh, I don't like this, but, you know, keep in mind, listeners, that these characters were written by three men, and the show was also developed by a man. I don't think anyone stopped and was like, this is weird, and why don't we know more about the goddess prior to her being exiled? Right, and, like, I do think this is a good example of, like, what we talk about when we talk about, you know, this is how female characters sort of end up. Like because you have a certain type of person telling a certain type of story and because of the way they move through the world naturally they don't necessarily see when they fall into like stereotypical patterns of the way women are written mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and this falls into that but like but other than that like i mean but yeah, I mean, listen, I don't have a lot for most of the women on this show, but for for Lucifer, for Amadeo, uh, God, the God character, and then even Lu- Lucifer's brother who tries to kill him, like, they're all pretty, like, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, so the goddess eventually says, I want to go, I want to see your brother. I want to see him in the all. And uh, Lucifer agrees. And he overhears the discussion between the two of them um, and decides that the perfect punishment for his mother would be to uh, to sentence her to live amongst humanity because she really, you know, from what he's hearing in this discussion, she appears to really dislike humans. Um, and I think, you know, obviously on his end, it's the wanting his mother close, even though he won't really admit that. He does want his mother around. 
he does sort of want to make up for lost time and have some sort of relationship with her. Amendia, while he's on Earth, still trying to get Lucifer to go back to hell, his powers are diminishing. Right. Something, Something's, uh, you know, not looking right. Like, I think he's, they suspect that the reason why his powers are, like, fading is because of the mom's presence. Yes? Yes, he suspects that. And then um, later he learns about Lucifer's deal with God. And the deal with God was God saved Chloe's life. And in return, Lucifer would get his powers back and would, would be responsible for bringing his mother back to hell. Sentencing his mother to live amongst humanity does not satisfy that deal. And by the time he figures it out... Uh, Chloe is in another car accident. Right. So, um, the car accident was actually caused by another angel, Uriel, who is their other brother, who has the ability to foresee patterns. So, Chloe's not her. She's able to get back to work, but the message was sent here. Like, you didn't do what I told you to do. Like, you're half-assing it. And I told you to bring this woman back to hell. Right. So, uh, you know, their dad never lets him forget who's actually in charge. (laughs) And he's got a lot of hitters and he's got a lot of shooters. (laughs) and He will send them. Right. Um, It's super interesting. And he sends Uriel and then like they are in a confrontation and he ends up killing his, his, I guess his baby brother, which is, Ooh, we hate it. Fratricide. Um, it's it's giving very much Cain and Abel in this situation. Um it's uh yeah, it isn't it like when they initially fight, Uriel does win, but then uh Uriel is carrying Azriel's dagger. Azriel's the angel of death, by the way. And then when he realizes that his brother is going to use the dagger to kill their mom permanently. They get into another scuffle and Maz comes in and that's when Uriel loses a dagger. So he actually doesn't win the fight per se until his BFF slash bodyguard comes in and it's like two on one. And basically Lucifer and Maz jump his brother (laughs) and he's able to kill his brother. Um, Which is ridiculous. Like, imagine having to kill your brother to save your mom. Oh, my gosh. It is banana nuts. If he didn't need therapy before, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. He needs it now. He needs it now. Um, But, you know, and it keeps on going like this with season two, where we have this loaded family drama, but we still have these one-offs as far as, like, the detective work that... Chloe and Dan and Lucifer are doing. Right. So, uh, later on in the season, uh, Charlotte, which is the body that their mother is inhabiting, tries to kill Chloe, and Amendia ends up having to save her life um, by basically telling their mom that, um, you know, if you kill Chloe... Lucifer's only going to be determined to find out who killed her and like his wrath is going to be like immeasurable. Like don't mess up a good thing basically. <laughs> right. It is so sick that this is what it takes to save this woman's life. Because honestly, 
Charlotte's just out here killing to be killing. She don't even have right. any with anybody. She's just killing to be killing. Right. She's just kind of doing whatever. Right, right, right. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So then we find out, you know, they like to do this destiny thing on the show. We find out also in season 10 that Lucifer coming to Earth and meeting Chloe was predestined. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Soulmates. Um, I, rec- I kind of hate when shows do this. I'm not going to lie to you because it makes the love story seem a little bit less like a love story and more forced, if anything. I mean, here's my thing. He's, I don't know the, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. But like the actor's already giving off like big gay energy, like not just like queer, like he might be, but like gay. So already I don't really believe this love, love interest thing between him and Chloe, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know. It was giving me bye. Maybe it was giving me. Maybe that was me. Maybe that was just me. It was giving me a little bit by. But I feel like every time they ask a man to play a sexually liberated hedonistic character or have that persona, it's always kind of giving off that by energy. Um, and maybe this is a testament to just how sexually repressed straight men are. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Like, maybe. Um, that's, that's definitely a thought uh, that I could get with. But there is, like... But to me, this this Chloe thing always felt forced. Like, granted, they've, like, kissed already. Like, they do kiss in this season, and, like, it's happening. But I'm just like, this isn't real. Like, he likes dudes. Like, <laughs> and I guess it's Fox, so, like, they can't have, like, a gay storyline. But also, I just, I don't know. They're, I don't know. Yeah. He definitely was giving me for the streets, like for everybody, like anybody right. can get it. Um, and so the whole predestined thing was really annoying to me. I think I talked about this when we cover TVD, how one of the best things about TVD in that Stefan, Elena, Damon love triangle was that it's revealed that um, uh, Damon, I mean, Stefan and Elena are are like destined to be drawn to each other and so her ultimately choosing not to be with stefan was actually breaking some sort of like millennia's long curse that had been put on them right that was dumb i didn't like that yeah the the whole we're cursed and da, 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 da. so her stepping out of that and deciding not to be with him when literally their their doppelgangers, their shadow selves are always destined to be drawn together. It's kind of a big deal. Because had she remained with Stefan after that, like, we don't know if it's, like, it's it's just more of the same curse, right? And maybe they don't use the word curse in Lucifer. But if you're telling me that, like, m- this woman meeting and falling for the devil, the, the, the devil was predetermined, that sounds like a curse to me. Um, yeah, I could get with that, that it's a curse. I don't know, but, like, there, but for all intents and purposes, it doesn't, it doesn't read like a curse because she's immune to his powers. Mm, that's true. Know. I mean, she's immune to his powers, but, like, he still has that personality. He still got that toxic-ass, um, supernatural family. <laughs> and I don't know, his personality isn't that, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. 
I don't know that I was the the target. See, I clearly was not the target demographic for this show. But like, I know his personality isn't that great to me. <laughs> and exactly, exactly. He, he it's not a great personality. It's not a great family tree. There's a lot going on with his lineage. His siblings are homicidal. His mom is homicidal. His dad is literally the ruler of all things. Like, I don't know. It's feeling very cursy. <laughs> Even if even if he can't like spellbind her the way he can other people, this is not a good family to get into. Right. But I mean, but ultimately it doesn't matter because it's like they're not. And this is a I mean, ultimately, ultimately, it doesn't matter because a show like that. This is not like the direction they're going in. They don't like the curse thing is not on their mind at all. Like this is a. They're setting up a genuine um, romance, and um, which is uh, fine to me. It's a boring choice. <laughs> Once again, I don't like the. I just don't like any of these choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a boring choice. It's a safe choice. We even find out later that Chloe is a miracle ordered by God. Um. Because, I mean, and it kind of makes sense in the whole scheme of, again, Abrahamic religions where God is all-knowing. Like, he knew Lucifer would get out of hell. (laughs) He knew Uriel would fail to get him back to hell because he knows all things. Like, people only think they have free will. Free will doesn't actually exist if God knows everything. And he ordered... uh, Chloe's a miracle that God created ordered created specifically for lucifer so all of this is his plan even though at first he seemed pretty gung-ho to get lucifer back to hell so it's giving mind games (laughs) it's giving power trip yeah um i don't know i don't know uh so yeah so what happens how do we how does season two conclude he it's like he guts his mom like for real this time Yes. He takes the sword. So, like, he... This this dagger of... What's its face? Azrael. Yeah. Yeah. He takes the dagger and, like, he guts his mom for real. Because she did, like, a really, really bad thing. And she sends her into, like, the space-time continuum. It's not really the space-time continuum. I'm just saying that. But he... She goes to neither heaven nor hell. She goes to, like, a a, a place so beyond that. And she is like erased forever and he does it to like ultimately save chloe's life that act along with um you know going being so selfless is what earns him back his his wings that he had cut off himself or did god cut them off i forgot yeah god clipped his wings before um banishing him right and yeah so that act of selflessness of doing something that was not in his own self-interest is so great um, that it earns him his his wings back. Right. And unfortunately, he gets his wings back right before he's about to tell Chloe the truth about himself. Because with the help of his therapist, um, who tells him to live in his truth, he was going to tell this woman who he really is. 
I mean, that was, so that's another thing. It's like, I thought like from the beginning, he does tell her. So like, why is that like in season one in the pilot? He's like, yeah, like this is what I do. And I guess she's like, I don't believe you. But then it feels like they, he, she just goes along with it because like she kind of does. So I was confused about like why it's a secret. Yeah. I don't think she believes him initially. I think she th- knows there's something special about him, but because he doesn't have wings and he doesn't appear to her to have any powers, it's kind of hard to take him at her, him at his word, right? I mean, I don't, this is, and see, this is the thing about the show that, like, I, I was literally genuinely confused because, like, he does kind of, even though that she, even though she's immune to the powers, he does demonstrate them to her. And she's right. just sort of like, la-di-da, and then... And then, yes, and then this whole, it's a secret thing comes. And I was like, did we, like, not watch our first season? Or, like, did we forget the pilot? Like, what? Because (laughs) it was just, like, this was just part of the show that was genuinely confusing to me. Because I thought, like, that's how we were just, like, she kind of gets it. But I was confused as well. I'm like, what do you want him to show her specifically? Um because listen, here's the thing. If I tell you who I am and you don't believe me, you not believing me is not my problem. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, he can't be accused of deception, at least not on that end. Um, but Linda keeps encouraging him to show her who he is because I think once he realized that Chloe may not have exactly believed him, um, he lets it slide. And I think Chloe is in a bit of denial and has just convinced herself that he's some sort of hypnotist and uh, he doesn't have these powers and he's not Lucifer. And if to them, to her, it's almost become a gag when he says that, you know, he is this person. Um, but I don't think that's Lucifer not being honest. I think that's Chloe being in denial. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just a plot point that's, like, weird, just kind of weird and confusing, that's all. So what do you think of season two, good, bad, or basic? Season two is fine, I think it's good, I think it's good for, like, what the show is, what it's trying to be, what it's trying to do, um, it's fine for me. Yeah, I'll say it's fine for me as well, um... I'll give it a good, like, a good minus, I don't think it was as good as the first season, um... Just because of that huge plot hole, honestly. I don't think it's doing anything else worse than season two or season one. So season three is the longest season of Lucifer at 26 episodes. Oh, that was a lot, child. That was a lot. And honestly, I, I don't think they should have given season three that many episodes. Um, We'll talk more about why in a minute. But this is one of the most exciting seasons because um, Smallville alum... Tom Welling rolls through this season to portray Kane, the world's firstborn. Not just Adam and Eve's firstborn, because like Kane is also like the first person to have ever been a baby, right? Technically. Technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kane rolls through and he is a police lieutenant. And he's in charge of of Chloe and Dan and Ella and out here solving crimes. But like, is it a form of atonement 
Um, we don't know yet because we don't even know that he's Kane until later on. So let's get into this season. Yep. Um, this season, um, Kane asks his therapist Linda to remove his restored wings, and she refuses. Um, and so now he's like out here, like hiding them, like that one X Man character. You know the vibes. You know oh, the yeah. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, he severed. He manages to sever them himself. Uh, and when, uh, then this season, they clarify something that should have been clarified at the end of last season. When Linda said, show Chloe your true self, she didn't just mean tell her you're the devil. She means actually show her your devil face. Cause Lucifer has two faces, his human face and his devil face. And the devil face is nothing to laugh about. Um, so he's trying to show her his devil, devil face, but he's unable to, I'm sure partly because he removed his wings. Um, this, this first episode is a lot because he's trying to solve a murder mystery with Chloe. He's trying to show her his devil face. He's clipping his wings, which even his his own brother is telling him, like, this is a terrible idea. And we meet the new police lieutenant, Marcus Pierce, a.k.a. Kane, um, who nobody really understands as Kane yet, not even Lucifer. Because remember, Kane was never banished to hell. He was just exiled from the rest of humanity. Right. So as we go along the season, we learn more about Lieutenant Marcus Pierce. Great name, by the way. Shout out to the white men still named Marcus. Um, <laughs> um, that name is that, that name is dying so fast. It's dying right as fast as brown died. <laughs> that name to me is definitively a black name. Yeah, Tyrone, Jerome, and Marcus. When you Dante, say that name, Marcus, I black yeah. and his fees. Don- oh God, Dante! They they left Dante behind in the eighties. <laughs> um, but it's more one-offs, more of these operations, and meanwhile, while Lucifer's living this exciting life of a police, uh, a civilian consultant, Maze finds herself bored, lackluster, trying to find herself. She misses being head torturer in hell, and she finds her calling again by becoming a bounty hunter. She tracks a serial killer named Ben Rivers all the way to Canada. And she's like, this is the life. This is great. They're going to pay me to hunt people down. Let's go. (laughs) And so in that way, she becomes an extension of the long arm of the law as well. Right, right. Um, It's interesting. You know, this show is like LAPD. so, So it's like, you know. I would think Mays would have a, a more fine time being an LAPD officer because they literally do whatever they feel like at the LAPD. Yeah, I think Mays' character is set up in such a way that she only gets off on, like, torturing bad people. And LAPD is here for everybody. Oh, <laughs> true. Um, true. Yeah, LAPD got the smoke for everybody, unfortunately. Um but I think that's that that's that's definitely an angle that should have been played up more. Like 
how many of these escaped souls or demons were on the police force. Right. Like in a more like, and I and granted like that show probably wouldn't have made it to Fox, but like in a more ambitious or, or like interesting show, like I think you have Lucifer like being like a police chief or something. <laughs> right. Um, I mess with that heavy. Um, or Kane just being like, you know, this agent of chaos who just goes from community to community, spreading discord and anarchy because he don't have no family no more. <laughs> right. Uh, I do think that's that's an interesting. That would I would watch. I, I'd be really interested in that. Like, you have him, you know, uh, wreaking havoc in that in that way, and in there, and maybe you know, therefore, like making sort sort of commentary. But then I also don't know, like if if that series makes it to, to Fox, probably mm-hmm. not, probably CBS. <laughs> right. Right. Um, definitely not no NBC. Uh, Where you know what the demographic is over there. Oh, you know what? FX would eat it up. That's true. FX would eat it up. Although even though it's a little pedestrian for X, FX is fair, but FX would probably definitely eat that up. They would. We love it so much. Uh, this season also, Amendale becomes much more sensitive to his brother's plight. He realizes that this life of hedonism and excess is just a, a byproduct of Lucifer feeling completely cut off from his family. Right. He's lonely. Um, thanks to y'all. <laughs> um, you know, uh, he's in hell with his imprisoned mother while his father seemingly dotes on his siblings and dotes on humanity and he's just left alone um emendale and dan become close this season which i thought was really really interesting um i will say this about lucifer i like the fact that uh chloe's ex is not portrayed to be like this monster because this is what often happens in the show, especially when you have a love interest who already had a prior relationship. They try to portray this person as really terrible, narcissistic, abusive, like a major, huge personality flaw. Um, um Yeah. Uh, he's just... Chloe's ex is just a dude that, like, he's just a nice guy where, like, shit just didn't work out. And he's, like, a good dad and a, a good co-parent. Yeah, like, and it doesn't have to be all this drama that will y'all love to put on these other shows, <laughs> where it's like, see how horrible he is. Even the devil's a good, a better option. Um, it's not like that at all. Um, and so we, uh, we go forward, and of course, um, at the end of last season, uh. Uh, Charlotte was uh, her soul was recovered in her own body and she had no memory of her body ever being inhabited it's definitely giving evil drop dead diva energy (laughs) Uh, she was just like what happened where am I what day is it how long have I been here so the new Charlotte Lucifer get together and he realizes that everything his mother did while she was in Charlotte's body was a conscious choice and was not influenced at all by who Chloe Richards or, or who Charlotte Richards actually is. His mom's just mm. evil. Yeah, that was hard. It's more this season of Lucifer getting closer and closer to Chloe, 
but still refusing to let her see his wings or his devil face or anything like that. Later on this season, Lucifer has a whole identity crisis because his brother says that he's become boring. The same brother who said that he was not fit to live among people and should go back to hell is now calling him boring. And so, like a, like a child, basically, in an effort to prove himself, he tries to spice things up. Right. Not necessarily, and, and not, like, accepting, like, you know, that I guess he's, he's changing, if not changed. Um, so how, how do we conclude season three? Amendia and Linda grow closer together. And Maze is the only person who sees a real problem with this. But I believe by the end of season three, Linda is pregnant with his baby, who would be half angel, half human. Marcus Pierce is Kane. Whew, that was a that was a great reveal. That was honestly a great reveal. Who would have guessed, huh? Chloe and Lucifer, who had not worked together for a while, start working together again. Dan has lost his his goodness, his morality, and he's with Charlotte, who is inhabited by the goddess again. And um, they are a problem. We They're already being set up as the antagonists for season four. So season three, good, better, basic to you. I think that season three was over long. I'm not going to lie, but... Um, I'll give it a good minus. Same grade as season two. I thought it was slightly better than season two. What about you? Um, you know, I definitely lost the plot in season three. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I enjoyed the stuff with like the family, the ongoing family drama, and that sort of was tossed in season three in favor of other things. In favor of, like, other stories. But I I think I found the other stories kind of um, boring. Like, (laughs) which just sounds bad. But, um... uh, Yeah, which just sounds bad. Like, I don't think I'm invested... I wasn't, like, necessarily invested in the things they wanted me to be invested in. But I do think it was still... um, like I said, I like you said, I really love seeing Tom Wellings. So that was a lot. That sustained me a lot. Uh, Linda, the stuff with Linda and Amadeo was fine to me. Um, and yeah, it's I'm gonna give it a basic plus. Um, yeah, I, that's fair. That's fair. Because like like you, I also had trouble with the plot. I had to. Uh, rewatch the back half of season three twice just so I get my mind right on what was going on. That's why I said it was over long. Like a 22 episode run is long enough. 26 seasons, 26 episodes in one season is not even ambitious. It's dumb. Right. I mean, and I feel that. Um, It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot but um but that's that's fine like the show is like I said I don't think obviously like beyond whatever I think or feel um uh I don't think this show is particularly to my taste but like beyond it like this show gained like a huge following like a really dedicated really loyal really great fan base so like there was stuff in it that really inspired a lot of people and there are things like I think that the creators did and the writers did and the actors did that really 
um, got to the heart of this world and got to the heart of this character that really made people root for it and vote for it. And I think that is a hard thing to do whenever and however, and, um, shout, so shout out to them. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And it was nice to see Leslie Ann Brandt again. Um, a lot of the original views for Lucifer were people watching specifically to see these actors because they had, the actors themselves already had a cult following even before the show did. Right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, Lucifer, really good show. I like what it does with the mythology. Uh, if you follow the mythology of, you know, that, you know, like I said, Abrahamic religions, if if you have Jewish, Christian, or Muslim background, this is really fun to watch. But even if you don't, there's enough theology thrown into there. There's enough, I feel like, elements of even sci-fi thrown into there that it's kind of fun for everybody. have it folks that's everything that we think made the first half of lucifer good bad basic and sinful if you'd like to check out this series lucifer is currently streaming on netflix if you've enjoyed this episode of the good the bad the basic be sure to share with your friends if you're a patron on our patreon be sure to check out our lucifer playlist tune in next week as we end this season by recapping the back half of this series The Good, The Bad, The Basic is currently streaming on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to tune into our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. You can find us at The Good, Bad, Basic on Twitter and at Good, Bad, Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut. Until next time, bye everyone.